from the punishing jungle of Tropic Regions Test Center. This is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Hello, I'm Mark Schauer. Yuma Proving Ground's customer base and areas of operation are both international. The Proving Ground hosts testing for a wide variety of friendly foreign nations, and Tropic Regions Test Center, in particular, conducts testing in countries as varied as Panama, Suriname, and Australia. Among the personnel in TRTC's Panama office is Louisa Wong, a computer science and engineer by training, who has worked for the facility for more than 25 years. Louise, I'm really excited to talk to you because you have a really interesting story to tell. How did you ever wind up working at Tropic Regions Test Center? Uh, yes, well, it was 25 years ago. Um, uh, the com I'm really a computer science uh, engineer. But then the company that I work for closed down. Then I started like a freelancer and the opportunity to come to TRTC came and I took it as a technical writer uh, at the beginning. So that's why I ended up here. Had you ever thought about or heard of the mission of TRTC prior to working here? Really not, <laughs> because my field is computer science. Uh, but then uh, it sounded interesting about the technical writer thing. So, um, uh, uh, so I applied. And after the interview, I saw, wow, this seems like a very interesting job. So luckily I got it, and now I am here. Now you've done a lot of interesting testing over the years. I know jungle combat boots, but, but you've really made a name for yourself uh, looking over exposure testing, I think, at TRTC. Can you talk about what exposure testing? Oh, sure. Uh, exposure testing here is very interesting because we have aggressive areas in Panama, aggressive climates uh, at marine sites, at jungle sites. So um, actually it's a very, very uh, good opportunity for customers to test their items here because we can see uh, rapidly um, the effect of the climate on the items they are testing. And this is very good for the customer as you know, the time of testing will reduce uh, sometimes five, five to 10 times faster. And this is a big deal money-wise. So these exposure cages and racks that you have, some are in the middle of the jungle, some are on the coast with very, very, salty air, you have various different places where these exposure cages and racks are. Exactly. Uh, in the jungle, we have um, racks under canopy, triple canopy areas, and we, uh, they are secured by cages, double cages areas. Uh, and in those cases, we can see the effect of the biomass on our uh, items. Uh, it can be um, uh, soldier gear like helmets, like vest. It can be coupons, metal coupons, and it can be also wood, like in these last years. 
Uh, also, we have a very interesting area where we have three different microclimates. Uh, in the same area, not more than two kilometers apart. And this is one of the most aggressive, aggressive uh, uh, places in the world. In a study made in 1990, they compare a results from breakwater to Curvish in South Carolina, and it was 10 times as corrosive as that area in the United States, and five times as corrosive of the Kennedy Space Center. Uh, so yeah, we have pretty good areas to test. And all of these samples that you're t subjecting to exposure, they could be salt spray that they fall victim to, it could be insect life, fungi. The climate's very hostile here, it seems like. Oh yes, and that's the beauty of Panama. Yeah, we have, uh, I love of everything, and we have uh, a, very, a, a big variety of, of climates to offer uh, for exposure testing. Uh, our customers are very pleased with the results they see through the years here in Panama, and they keep coming back because of that, because they really got uh, good results and in less time than expected. Anecdotally, uh, one of our customers sent some samples to be tested in breakwater. He said, okay, put it there, and in three months, just go and uh, send, it, send it back to us. But after three months, prob um, all the samples were almost gone. Now, you like traveling in your personal life. And I know both of your children went to college in the United States. Oh, yes, yes, my, yes I, I do love traveling. Uh, but we had the opportunity uh, to send our kids to the United States for college. My son, actually, he started uh, at high school because he earned a um, baseball scholarship. So he went to the States uh, when he was 15 years old, and he finished high, high school there. Then he continued, because of the baseball, uh, getting uh, scholarships, and he uh, got his degree in Oklahoma, and oh, then he pursued the, an MBA. So he's living there right now. My daughter, uh, she uh, finished school here in Panama, but she finished, she, she did her college uh, in Kentucky University. So um, she also uh, graduated from, from, from US. And we are very glad for the opportunity that they both had. Louise Wong, it was really great visiting with you. Okay, thank you, Mark. Same to you. Everyone within Tropic Regions Test Center wears multiple hats. Not only are they engineers, they're photographers, vehicle operators, and even clear trails through the jungle. They do a little bit of everything, are very good at it, and have a lot of experience doing it. Carlos Mora, a civil engineer, is a prime example of this. Carlos, when you were studying to be a civil engineer, did you have any idea you'd work in Tropic Regions Test Center? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I really never had an idea I was going to end up working in what I work. To a point in which I uh, call myself a past engineer now instead of a civil engineer when people ask me. Um, it's been, it's been my, my whole career working for 
drop degree on the center. So yeah, unexpected. So you started in 2005 and you've been on multiple tests since then. Correct. Yeah, 2005, you know, almost eight, 18 years, um, all type of different tests from vehicles to weapons to radio systems. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. And like most of the TRTC personnel, you wear multiple hats. You're also a very talented photographer, not just for testing, but in your personal life too. Yeah, well, that's what some people say. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it started as a hobby also, um, photography, and uh, it grew up to, uh, to a very good part of my life. Uh, and I'm very active on it and always uh, trying to uh, get into it the most time I can, uh, always uh, I being a, a, a steady participant of, uh, of the social part of it too, and uh, trying to bring some, uh, some of the issues in Panama and stuff like that to, to photography. It's been very interesting. And then of course I have the time also to do it at work, um, while documenting all these tests and uh, trying to always come up with, with interesting uh, photography. A lot of the images that people have seen of TRTC testing in the last 18 years, they came from your camera. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably that's uh, that's where I know some of the pictures have made it to to the rock and to other places in Yuma. So it's uh, it make make me feel very good about it. Yeah, that many people is uh, able to have a a perspective on how does it look here in in the tropics. Yeah. And you've visited Yuma multiple times for test projects and so on too. Right, that's correct. I've been uh, uh, several times in Yuma, not only for training, uh, but also uh, for support and uh, very different environment when you compare it to, to Panama. Also uh, very interesting. I think uh, something that all of, all of us that has traveled to, to Yuma can say is that it's such a unique uh, environment. Now, your father was the official photographer for the president of Panama. Right. Multiple presidents of Panama. Multiple presidents in Panama, yeah. Um, he's probably about six or six or seven last presidents of Panama. He was uh, a part of the uh, personnel that took care of the uh, photography there. So, uh, yeah, it has gave him the opportunity to travel around the world. And well, as you can imagine, like meeting all type of people, all different type of presidents. So. Uh, always very interesting to talk to him about that. Something very proud of. How did you get interested in engineering? I have always loved math. Uh, and uh, I think uh, when you mix that with also one of the things that I think uh, I enjoy more, which is curiosity. Uh, it led me to that. Uh, since I was in school, I was very like uh, into engineering subjects like uh, astronomics and uh, like space and all that stuff. So it kind of drew me through um, all these sort of uh, different paths related all to, to math and, and, and engineering, yeah. So you've been here since 2005. It sounds like you like it. You're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a... Uh, I wouldn't have a, I didn't have an idea on how the work it was be until it, it was probably like a couple of months in it. I, you know, 
testing and all these and how uh, my uh, career as a civil engineer will impact these, uh, these different uh, work, but definitely the most interesting experience in my life. I think uh, there are very other little things that have showed me so much about life and professional uh, life than, than this work. And uh, yeah, it uh, feels good. Uh, Carlos Mora, thanks for visiting with us today. Hey, Mark, you're always welcome here. I hope you come more often here. And uh, thanks for this. This has been Outpost Outspoken. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time from the Army's busiest test center.